We are so broken when it comes to podcasting and travel. Nah, we're not broken. We're more like temporarily out of order. So we're back and this is World School for Four. Our last podcast was recorded and published in April of 2021. So it's been so long, I guess we should confirm that it is still four. We haven't lost a kid or two along the way. And we haven't gained any either. That's right. Thank goodness for that. Well, we teased the last time we recorded a podcast that we would record another podcast when we got home to talk about re-entry back into America. But much like me cleaning the attic, that never happened. So what happened to World School for Four? Usually silence means terrible things happened, or maybe the podcasters are sketchy. Which we're not going to totally rule out here, but... We don't want to be that friend that ghosted you after meeting you at a party. So in an attempt to redeem our sketchiness, we thought we'd take a moment to confess what our state of mind was during the period from June of 2021 to January 2023, and let you know what's happened to World School for Four. Before we share what happened to us in June of 2021, why don't we recap why we stopped traveling in the first place? Because let's admit, we had a pretty good lifestyle going. Yeah, and at some point it was time to go home, though, if, if nothing else, just for a spell. And it was starting to warm up in Atlanta. It was June and it was summer. And I actually like to be home during the warmer months. And I'm, I've always got a project or two. And the kids were tired, tired of travel. So they wanted to see their friends. We wanted to see family. My mom had had a health scare while we were here. And so it was time to get home and kind of make the rounds and see everyone. And if you can even think that far back, back in June of 2021, we still had not been vaccinated for COVID. And the U.S. was one of the few places where you could go and get COVID vaccinations. So we kind of felt like things were starting to subside at home. The weather was getting warmer. We hadn't been vaccinated and last but not least, I think we were tired of having to call Turkish Air every 30 days to reset our return date. I think they were getting pretty tired of us, too. In yeah. fact, if you recall, it, we almost didn't make it on the airplane on that last leg back to Atlanta. That was starting to get hilarious. I mean, it was like we, we really were calling every 30 days and just extending our trip out for 30 days because that's all the, they would let us do without charging us a rebooking fee. So we were like, all right, we'll do it your way. And when we got on that last flight, they there was something that was wrong with Emma's travel booking, and they were not going to let her on the plane, which we protested, got on the plane anyway. And if you remember, there was the Turkish Air guy that was coming up the aisle after we had already been seated to tell us that we were going to have to get off the plane when he got a phone call right as he got to our seats and some supervisor on the other end said that we were cleared to fly. So he promptly left the plane. That was crazy. Yeah, it was clearly a sign from the universe that it was time to go home. That's just one of those, you know, travel related things that pop up every once in a while. You got to be flexible. Well, so we got off the road. Uh, we did join a neighborhood swim tennis club. We traveled to see our family. We actually sent the kids away to a sleepaway summer camp. So in short, we really kind of acclimated ourselves back into the U.S. lifestyle. And then I started a new job, actually. Uh, the kids started a new school. And this is where the story starts to unfold about our state of mind. Because for me, I feel like we suddenly found ourselves in the business of reacclimating and establishing our, a new lifestyle or really a new sense of what normal was for us. 
And I think then and now I still struggle with, you know, what does normal even mean? There are very distinct lanes in society. This is how you school. This is how you work. And so that's really a lot of what I've been struggling with. And Well, and COVID broke those lanes down temporarily, but America was restructuring, restructuring those lanes when we returned. You know, it was, it was easier to get back into the, quote, American lifestyle than it was not to. And quite frankly, you know, while we were seeking our new normal in the States, summer turned into fall, fall turned into football season, football season turned into holidays, the holidays turned into spring. And at that point, we thought, you know what, uh, time's getting away from us and we'd really like to travel again. I will confess, you were the one that prompted us to say, hey, we need to travel. We want to travel. So we've got to do something about it. It's not that I didn't want to travel. I just think in the getting caught up in the management of every day, I don't always pick my head up to see the forest from the trees. And you are very good about helping me see the bigger picture because life really can be what happens when you're making other plants. Yeah. And so I pressed Nikki a little bit and Double Dog dared her to return to Cape Town, which is one of our favorite places. Unfortunately, our days of taking three to six month sabbaticals are over, but we're getting everything that Africa has to offer, um, ironically, including COVID. But that's a whole nother story. So let's talk about how we got here. I honestly was petrified to approach work about the possibility of working remotely, even for six weeks or a month, as it were, because I could combine vacation time. Um, but I know I wasn't going to be able to take six weeks vacation. That's not what we do in America. So I was going to have to somehow negotiate remote working. And that is my company is very clear about not encouraging people to do that. It's not that you can't, um, but there are quite a few hoops to go through. I asked my boss at the time what he thought about me working remotely, and he said he didn't care. So that at least gave us the courage to buy the tickets. But there were a few other hiccups along the way. For one, the airline canceled our flight to Cape Town from Istanbul to Cape Town. Once again, we were flying Turkish Air, and so we were going to have to rebook. That's not totally unusual, but then I got a new boss who asked me to partner with HR to confirm that I would even be allowed to work from another country and take video calls. And that led me to partnering with people in corporate tax, individual tax, and even immigration to find out if there were any restrictions from checking email or working uh, from South Africa. So I was more than a little weary thinking that maybe the universe didn't want us to deviate from the American normal. Yeah, but being retired allows me to do a little research on the side. And Nikki's corporate contacts came back as, they, as I knew they would, saying that we're good to go from a tax perspective. So uh, we rebooked our flight to Cape Town and uh, it, it was actually pretty easy. And here we are in Cape Town for six weeks. We've returned to Hout Bay in Cape Town, which is the suburb of Cape Town that we love so much. We came right back to the same house as 2021. One, because we love it. What What do you? What was your impression when we came back to this house? Oh, uh, you know, traveling such a long distance can be stressful. But when you get to somewhere where you can uh, relax and let your guard down and, and, and um, ha kind of expect a predictable outcome around things, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, gratifying to see that the vitamins we left here are still on the, in the counter on the shelf. The chili powder, the yeah, cumin the powder. powder. The, the, the uh, Tabasco sauce that we paid a king's ransom for over here is is still in the spice rack. <laughs> After a I, year and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's nice. It's a pleasant experience. It's uh, It's home without being home. 
Yeah, it very much felt like coming home. The kids went right back to the same bedrooms that they were in. And that was really important because the kids have gone through a lot of change with our sabbatical and our, our year of entire homeschool, where Tom says that was a year he didn't learn anything. I still laugh about that. And then starting a new school and new friends. So And middle school. Yeah, middle school. Different expectations, different workloads, um, you know, everything. This has been a this has been a huge year of change for them. Yeah, so I wanted to have some sort of consistency for them as they prepared to keep up with their schoolwork. I, I wanted to make sure that there was some kind of repeatable predictability that would would bring them comfort while trying to keep up with a very rigorous schedule. And I will say, even now with traveling again for six weeks, people are surprised that we were able to take the kids out of school for that long. And most of their teachers, though, have been pretty supportive. What we didn't say was that the kids are in a non-traditional hybrid school. It's part homeschool, part not homeschool. They have teachers and a formal curriculum for each subject. They meet twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for their classes. And then they have Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays to do their classwork. It's, for me, very similar to college in that you have classes you have to show up for. And then the rest of your time, you manage yourself, whether that be studying in college, it was more drinking, but you know, the, the, the kids, the kids learn. Yeah, that's right. Okay, for them, it's gaming, but the kids do learn how to manage their own workload in this type of uh, hybrid homeschool. So it's really cool. And the other, the other cool thing is that uh, while they do have teachers, they're, they're much more open-minded about structure. Um, and Nikki can tell, tell you a little more about that. Yeah, so the parental involvement with this model is really expected. I mean, the, the teachers are very clear, and, and the founders of the school even, of saying that the teachers are a parent's partner in education. So we are expected to provide some oversight. And so when I told the teachers we were going on this trip and asked them whether they would be willing to email me the tests and quizzes, uh, and for some classes, the, the harder ones, to meet for 30 minutes a week, uh, or FaceTime so that the kids could kind of touch base with the teachers, they were surprisingly accommodating. But for the most part, we plan on embracing this new normal of remote school, remote work, and remote retirement. Well, I know we're going to enjoy the next six weeks. So stick with us. I promise I'll do my best to figure out how podcasting works again and where the music is and where the controls are. Tune back in because I know we'll have at least one more podcast, and that's going to be about our trip we spent in Stellenbosch in the wine country. And we'll see how the rest of this next chapter of World School for Four goes. Thanks for joining us. Hi, this is Jack and batteries are not included. Some settling may occur and this is an express warranty, neither implied nor extroverted.